Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning. Welcome to our Sunday morning worship service at First City Church. Aren't you glad we finally made it to the end of the year 2020? I was so looking forward to it, and then all of a sudden the year just blew up with COVID, with all the things that uh, we were hit with this year that we've never been hit with before. It seemed like the year just lasted forever, but now with just a few days left until 2021, let me be the first to wish you Happy New Year. Whatever your plans are, stay safe, and uh, God bless you. But I tell you what, I'm looking for God to do something new. Isaiah 43 says this, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. And Isaiah had just been telling them that God was really displeased with a lot of things that had been happening in the Israel nation. And so he really came down, but then he began to say, however, now at this moment in time, I want to do something new. I'm going to do something new. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Don't you want God to do that in your life? Where things have been dry and where things have been rough and where there was not a clear path, God says, I'm already starting to do it and I'm going to set a new path for your life. I'm going to do something brand new. And I'm going to refresh you where there has just been dry land. And here in Revelation, he says, and the one sitting on the throne says, look, I am making everything new. Now, that's something that we really want to claim as we begin. And a brand new year really gives us like a do-over, a new start, a new beginning. It just feels like the time to sit down and say, okay, God, this is what I want to do. It's the time of year where people make new resolutions where they make new commitments, they want to form new habits, they want to start something new. So what are we going to do this year to begin something new? And let's call it a redirect. You know, when you when you want to redirect something, I was going in one direction, and now I really want to turn that around. And there's a lot that we really want to turn around from 2020. So redirect, direct or something to a new or different place or purpose. And so now, what is it that we want to redirect? How do we want to redirect? The first thing is, I really want God to do that because God's plans are better than our plans, right? My plans are better than your plans. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, but I want to do something new. Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will or shall direct your paths. And so some translations say he will make your path straight. God wants to do something new and he wants to direct your path. He may even want to redirect certain things in your life. So pause for a minute. What would be something in my life that really needs a redirect? And when I sit and I begin to think, man, what, what has happened this year and what's currently going on? There are a lot of things in my life that I really want a redirect. But I'm also really looking forward to what God is going to do new in 2021. And I'm excited about that. And so here are some examples of people in the Bible where God just redirected their life. Let's start with Abraham. Abraham was living in the land of Ur and he was not worshiping God. In fact, he was worshiping idols. He did not know God. And all of a sudden, God came to him and just chose him and said, Abraham, 
I'm going to make out of you a brand new generation. And I'm going to bless all the people of the earth. And I'm going to start with you. And I'm going to have a people and I'm going to call them mine. They will become to be known as the nation of Israel. But there are major religions. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. But I need you to follow me. And so he told Abraham, pick up everything you own and follow me and move to a land that I'll show you. And he did. And Abraham, from that point forward, started following God into a brand new life, a brand new direction. He, he, it changed his home. It changed his purpose. It changed his heart, changed his mind, changed everything in him. God just redirected him. And then what about Moses? So Moses, in the book of Exodus, you know, is uh, born, uh, he was a, a Jew born in that home. His mother protected him from uh, a lot of evil people that wanted to take his life and put in a basket, redirected into Pharaoh's home. Now he's living as a rich child within Pharaoh's home in all, you know, of Egypt. And then all of a sudden he had a situation happen in his life where he took off running because he was afraid and he hid in his life and he didn't want anybody to find him. And he's herding goats for a living until God calls him by a burning bush, said, take your sandals off. This is holy ground. Moses, I am redirecting your life. I need you for a special purpose. And he gave him a new mission. He gave him a new purpose, a new direction. And he had to change Moses' mind. Moses is like, God, I'm not that kind of a leader. And, and he had to change his heart. I can't speak right. I can't act right. And God redirected him. And Moses became one of the great leaders. And, and, and in fact, God said, I speak to Moses like a man does with his best friend, a complete redirect in his life. And then what about Gideon? In the book of Judges, Gideon started as a man who was scared to death, hiding in his basement and so afraid of what would happen in his home, in his life, did not feel mighty, did not feel like a warrior. And God called him out of the basement and said, I have chosen you to lead my army against one of the largest armies ever assembled up until that time in our world. And Gideon was scared to death. And God said, don't worry, I'm gonna lead your path. I'm redirecting you. I'm going to be with you. And Gideon said, how do I know? And so he tested God a couple of different ways until he found out God was for real. And God used Gideon to lead a mighty victory for all of Israel, a complete redirect. And Gideon became a mighty, powerful warrior of God. And what about Jonah? That's a very famous story where God said, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and preach repentance to them. And Jonah said, you can't make me and ran off in the opposite direction and a storm comes up and he's thrown over the boat and a well, a big fish swallows him until God spits him up on dry land and said, I have redirected your life. Now go do what I ask you to do. And Jonah didn't want to do it. He had a bad attitude all the way through it, but God redirected his life and used some dramatic uh, circumstances in order to get that done. Not all the time do we want God to redirect our life, right? But God is always right. 
And then what about Mary? Actually, there's two different Marys in the gospel, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, we talked about her. We talked about the birth of Jesus this past year and this, you know, this past month and for Christmas. But with Mary, here's a simple teenage girl living her life until God shows up and says, you're going to carry a baby and it will be a, a miraculous birth from God. She had never been with a man and people looked down on her. Joseph was, a, was scared that she actually had slept with another man and gotten pregnant. And she didn't really know what to do. And she really ran off and, and tried to hide until she got to Elizabeth. And God confirmed, it is me. I am doing something special in your life. And I will take care of you. And Mary had a complete redirect. And she raised the Son of God. What a tremendous story. There's other lady named Mary in the Gospels, Mary Magdalene. And the Bible says that she was just a sinner and everybody knew about her sin. But once Jesus got a hold of her, completely changed her life, redirected her whole purpose. And you can follow her story as she follows Jesus. And then you can't forget about Peter. Here's a guy fishing. He's a fisherman, you know, living like a fisherman, talking like a fisherman, acting like a fisherman until one early morning, Jesus comes to him and says, Hey, Peter, I know you've been fishing all night and you haven't caught anything, but throw your nets out one more time, and this time throw them on the other side of the boat. Peter didn't want to do it, told him he didn't want to do it, but did it anyway, and in one moment realized that he had come face to face with the Messiah. And Peter fell at Jesus' feet and said, Lord, get away from me because I'm a sinful man. And Jesus said to him, you've been fishing for fish, but now you're going to start fishing for men. We are going to transform the lives of people and send them to heaven. And Peter, I'm redirecting your life. What a great redirection. And then Paul, you know, his name was Saul and he was persecuting Christians. He was killing them, you know, because he thought that his purpose was the right purpose until Jesus got a hold of him on the road to Damascus, blinded him, sent him to a man who taught him about Jesus, and Paul completely changed his theology, his direction, his mission, his purpose for his life. And because of this one man and his redirect, the early church started and the, the, the church as we know it today began because of his writings we now know how to live with each other and in community and with purpose and with mission. So these are some people in the Bible, but here's another one. You. God wants to redirect you. He wants to redirect me. He wants to redirect all of us. And we have a whole Bible, you know, talking about what God wants to do and how he wants to transform us so that we begin to live for his purposes and live according to what he has planned for our life. So redirect. Now, when I looked at all those examples, I try to think of what are different ways that God redirected all of those people. And here are several things that I came up with. And, and, and so I'm going to give you six ways that God may want to redirect your life like he did some of those people. The first one is your home. God might want to redirect your home. If your home is 
uh, full of chaos, if your home is full of miscommunication, if your home is full of disappointment, if, if you've been tired over this year and just really depressed in the things in your home, God may want to redirect your home and he may want to redirect the purposes for it. Or the he said, I really want husbands and wives to come together so that you'll raise children who will honor the Lord. And look at what Joshua said at the end of his life, what he wanted as the purpose of his home. If serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day who you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my home, my household, we will serve the Lord. And really, that's all God wants for our homes. He wants our homes to be centers of his purposes, where we talk about God, where we come together for the purposes of God. What might God want to do in your home? How might he want to redirect the way you interact with each other, live with each other, the purposes of your children, of your lives, of your days, of your nights, how you watch TV, how you engage and interact with each other. What might God want to do? So what's one way that God might want to redirect your home? Here's the second one, our worship. You know, God redirected Abraham's worship. He was worshiping idols and now he's worshiping God. God uh, redirected Peter and he redirected Paul's worship. He redirected Mary. He redirected, you know, just how does God want to redirect what you worship, what you serve. And worship is more than just what we do on Sunday mornings. And that's fantastic when we all come together and we worship and we praise God and you know we pray together. But worship is everything that we do in our life. Look at this verse in Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. So he says, and we give our life in service and in worship to God. So everything we do is in worship or in glory to God. And so when, when you help someone, it's praise God. When, when you look after someone, praise God. You know, when you encourage someone, challenge someone, do it in the Lord. Let everything we do in offering our sacrifices be done in worship to God. So how may God want to increase your worship to him in this upcoming year? And it may be more than just, you know, coming to worship. It may be more than prayer or Bible study or any of the spiritual disciplines. It may just be more in how we interact every day with people on purpose, in the name of Jesus. So worship is the second one. Here's a third one. Our fears. You know, Abraham was afraid, and Moses was afraid, and Gideon was afraid, and Mary was afraid, and Peter was afraid. And so you have all these people in the Bible who had fears, real fears, that they wanted to overcome and learn how to walk with purpose. I don't know what your fears are. I don't know what fears you carry, but God wants you to cast those fears on him. First Peter 5 says, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you at the proper time, 
casting all your fears on him because he cares for you. And he says, look, there's no fear in love, right? Perfect love casts out fear. So I've got to learn how to love God with all my heart and give him the things of which I am afraid. And so what might you be carrying as a fear that you need to give to God? Open up a conversation. Begin to make plans and, and hand that over to God because he's bigger than our fears and he wants to relieve you from that. And so he says, look, humble yourself. Don't keep trying to take it. Don't play tough. Just give up, give in, and give over to God and cast your fears on him. So what's another one? Well, the fourth one may be our heart. When I look at some of these people, God changed their hearts. And, and, and he changed uh, you know, what was inside their heart, what they lived for, what they longed for, what they ran after and redirected those so that their heart fully ran after him. In Psalm 51, David said, creating me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And this whole Psalm of David was a confession that he had run after other things as more important than his relationship with God. And so what, what uh, David was saying was, O God, I am so sorry for running after the wrong things, trying to find love in the wrong places, giving my heart to things other than you. And so creating me a pure heart. And that's what God wants to redirect. So what do we need to do to make our hearts pure, our eyes pure, and begin to change in our heart what God may want to redirect? Sometimes these are things that are secret. And so as you begin to open up and share, Lord God, how can you create in me a pure heart? And here's another one close to that. It's our mind. God wants our minds to be focused on him. He wants us to have a mental change in, in what we pursue and what we put into our mind. As a man thinks, so is he. And so God may want to redirect what we put into our mind what we see, what we watch, what we read, how we interact. Romans 12, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do a redirect in my thinking. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. He said, if you'll simply, if we will simply just redirect our mind, then we can determine more about God's will and his direction and what he may want for us. And so it's just another simple thing that we can do. So how might you want to retrain your mind into the things of God? You know, what we put in is what comes out. And so I want to redirect my mind. And then finally, our purposes. You know, what, what is the purpose for which you live? And what is it that you want to do with your one wild and precious life? And what what is it that gets you up in the morning? What keeps you up at night? What is it that really it is that you want to live for? What is your mission? What's the one thing you want to accomplish? I love this Romans 8, 28. It's a very popular passage of scripture that uh, Christians all over the world memorize and quote. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And that really is the goal. 
what is the purpose of God for your life? What's the purpose of God for my, my life? We work for him. We serve him. We want to accomplish his purposes. And so that begins a prayer. Okay, God, show me, lead me, teach me how to live for what it is that you want me to do with my life. And so my question then is, how will I invite God to redirect me? You got a brand new year and all this time now in front of us. And as long as God gives life and breath, as long as this year comes, there's promise with it. There's purpose with it. There's hope with it. And so I want you living in joy. I want us all to live intentionally for what it is that God's calling me to do. But we have to decide, okay, what is one way that I'll invite God to redirect me? Remember, uh, we invite him in. He's not going to force his way in. And so, you know, in Revelation, you know, here Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and I just knock. I knock. And if you'll just open up to me, then we'll share a meal. We'll abide. And, and we'll have a, maybe even a redirect. And we'll live with purpose. So, man, may God bless you in this upcoming year. And I look forward to January, January 3rd coming up. We'll be back again and, and, and you know, it, in worship hopefully together. And we'll start this new year. And then in the next three weeks in January, we'll have our 21 days of prayer. And it's all going to be centered around uh, each day. Today, you know, I choose to. And every one of those days will have a different choice. And so we're going to do that with our 21 days. And then we're going to intentionally be thinking about how can we get back together in relationships with each other. That's when we begin our small groups. It's when we wanted to start, you know, more discipleship processes with each other. Re-engage, get with each other. Let's make 2021 a brand new great year for us and for the purposes of God. Let me pray with you and may God be with you. Lord God, I pray that you hear, you know, our prayer. I pray that you redirect us in ways that will accomplish your purposes. Lord God, I know in my life I need redirection. And I'm really looking forward to that. I pray my mind is open. And I pray that my heart is open. And I pray, Lord God, that my worship is free. And what you want to do in my home and what you want to do with my purpose and what you want to cast out with my fears. All these things, Lord God, I pray that you redirect in me and in all of us. We want to give you our whole hearts. Oh, Lord God, teach us how to do that and redirect our life to accomplish your purposes because we are your people called by your name. And we're delighted, Lord God, that you have chosen us to be the ones to carry forth your kingdom. So I pray for all of us, Lord God, as we begin now this new year. Give us hope, vision, clarity, insight, and joy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, may God bless you.